Bibles and turn to Acts chapter number 12. If you were with us last summer, you will remember um, the, the passage of Scripture, probably will remember this, and then you'll remember this message as we get going. But let's, let's get into this now. Acts chapter 12, and I'm going to begin reading at verse number 1. Acts 12 verse 1, and it says, About that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. I'm reading in the New Living Translation, by the way, just for those of you that might want to know. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. And this took place during the Passover celebration. Okay, so during the Passover, he also now arrests Peter. And then he imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of, of four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard. I was going to make a joke about two chains, but I'm not going to do that. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. And the angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, quick, get up. And the chains fell off of his wrists. And then the angel told him, get dressed, put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel. But all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. And they passed the first and the second guard posts and they came to the iron gate leading to the city. And this opened for them all by itself. And so they passed through and started walking down the street. And then the angel suddenly left him. The angel just disappeared. And Peter finally came to his senses. Up until this time, he's still groggy. He, he's still not sure of what's going on. He thinks this is real. But now he's come to his senses. And he, and he comes to his senses and he says, it's really true, he said. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. And when he realized this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for prayer. The church had gathered there to pray. He knocked at the door that was in the gate and a servant girl named Rhoda came to open it. And when she recognized Peter's voice, she was so that instead of opening the door, she ran back inside and told everyone, Peter is standing at the door. You're out of your mind, they said. When she insisted, they decided, well, it must be his angel. They thought he must be dead. It must be his angel now that's come to them. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. And when they finally opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. He motioned for them to quiet down and he told them how the Lord had led him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers what happened. And he said, he said, and then he went to another place. I'm going to stop reading right there. And I want to just take this setting and we're going to talk about the idea and the understanding of transitions. 
And we're going to see what it is that the Lord wants to show us out of this setting of scripture. Now, I wanted to just share a couple of things as we get into this um, before we kind of get into the actual lesson that I have for you tonight. I, I want you to notice that Rhoda, when Peter comes and knocks on the door, the young girl Rhoda got so excited, so overjoyed that she ran back in and, and didn't even open the door for Peter. She just ran in and she said, Peter's here. Instead of answering the door, she recognized his voice and she got so overjoyed. She wanted to get back in to where everybody was gathered and she left him standing outside. Now, I want to I want to say something to you uh, about this that hit me as I was reading through that earlier. As we begin this transition time as a church. And we begin to move forward and we begin to lay out plans of what it's going to look like as we gather back together and, and we have the opportunities coming in the next few weeks to begin that process. Let's not get so excited about running in together together to talk about what God is doing that we forget that the Lord is at work in the world around us and that we continue to stay deployed and we continue to stay as people who are having an impact in our culture. So I just wanted to pull that out for you. And I wanted to remind you of that before we even get started. Our purpose and our calling is to go to the world around us and to make a difference. It's not just to gather in our building together and talk about what the Lord is doing. It is about going out and seeing and receiving in those that the Lord is working in their life. And so I just wanted to throw that out for you as we get started. Now, the, the first week, we last week, we talked about opportunities will rise and we're seeing opportunities rise. Tonight, we're going to be talking about then transitions will occur. When opportunities rise, transitions occur. And so let's talk a little bit tonight about transitions. And I, I want you to interact with me a little bit as you can. If something hits your mind or thoughts hit your mind, put them on the chat. I'm, I'm monitoring the chat a little bit here as I can. And, and uh, I, I want us to kind of communicate together. I want our Wednesday nights, because this is going to be, our Wednesday nights are going to be continuing in this fashion for quite a while. And so I want us to be interactive as much as we possibly can on these Wednesday nights. When we talk about transitions, I want to just share with you, God is in charge of our transitions. And so I, I want you to be prepared for that. And we're going to look at three areas of transition. We're going to look, first of all, at the fact that there is a necessity of every transitional moment, that transitions are necessary. And, and there is a necessity of every transition. Here's what hit my mind as I was preparing for that message back in the summer. When I was thinking about transitions, what hit my mind was moving day has arrived. That, that it is time for us to move. And here's, here is what moving day brings. Those who are best equipped and best prepared begin to move easier and quicker. So if we are prepared, if we are ready 
for this transition. We are equipped and we are prepared for the transitions that are going to come. We are going to begin to move more successfully and we are going to begin to rise more effectively and quickly than others around us. And so I, I want you to understand that our moving day is here. It's time for a transition. It's time for change to begin to occur now and we need to be ready. Here's a thought I'm going to give you. Necessity, as we look at for the next few minutes, the necessity of every transition. How many of you can remember a time in your life when there was a transition? There, there was a change. There, when we think of transition, oftentimes we only think of what we are leaving. But I want to, I want to change your thinking a little bit because when we talk about transition, we are not talking about what we are leaving behind. We are talking about what we are moving into. So I want you to think with me for just a moment and I want you to think about a transition in your life and, and that prior to that transition, there was excitement. There was anticipation. There, there was probably some, some, uh, anxiety. There was some anxious moments, uh, about that because it's the unknown. And you're stepping out of, of what is comfortable oftentimes and stepping in uh, to what, what seems to be uncomfortable. And so transition times can be kind of apprehensive times, but they are also times that, that we are looking forward to what is ahead of us. And I, I really feel this in the church world today. I really feel that this is a time that is a transition time for churches. It's a transition time for pastors. It's a transition time for ministry leaders. It's a transition time as we try now to determine how to move back to whatever moving back is going to look like. Or, or maybe a better way to say it is as we try now to determine how we are going to move forward. Okay. And, and so these are apprehensive times, but they are times that are filled with expectation times that are filled with excitement. And so, so don't, don't miss this moment. This is a time where we must always be directed by the peace of God. In, in transition moments, having the peace of God in your life makes all of the difference. You can face the unknown if you can have the peace of God. Now, one thing I noticed in this story that I read to you in Acts chapter 12 is Peter was being held over in prison. Okay, so so he had been taken prisoner. They'd imprisoned him. They were planning on uh, taking him out. And the night before he was to be put on trial, he was asleep. So Peter was at peace at the moment of his transition. And I, I think that's important. I, I think there is something there that we can really hear and we can really focus on. That even though transition times are anxious moments, they are apprehensive moments, they are expectant moments, that you're not sure what tomorrow is going to bring. The peace of God is what is imperative in this moment. So what I want to encourage you as we begin the transition time for churches and our lives and our jobs and our families, continue to pursue the peace of God. Continue to strive for the peace of God. Rest. Cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. 
Take his burden, his yoke upon you because his yoke is easy. It's light. So rest, rest in him. Find peace. In your transition times, search for the peace of God. That's the first thing I want to say to you because here's the reality. Transitions are necessary. We are not called to always remain the same. So change is inevitable. Transition is inevitable in our lives. We, we, we're not going to be the same right now as we are a month from now. It's not going to be the same a year from now as it is a month from now. Transitions are necessary. It, it's going to happen. Change is going to occur. So make sure that you understand that, yes, Robert, that's exactly right. Transition is movement. And without movement, then we are not accomplishing God's plan. But for, for Christians, for believers, for those who have put their faith in Christ, transition times are movement times of peace. So we may not know what tomorrow holds. We may not know what it's going to look like. There may be some anxious moments, but our movements are guided and directed by the peace of God. And so I, I want you to understand that before we go. Here's the thing. So if movement is necessary, if transition is going to happen, if, if, if it's inevitable that transition is going to come, then what we need to understand is where we're going now needs to become a focus of our life. And, and here's, as we transition, as you go through doors and you go through openings and your family looks different and your job looks different and going out into the public looks different and, and church looks different and all these type of things as transitions are coming and we understand they're necessary. So now we're saying, God, give me the peace to navigate through this time. What we have to understand is everywhere there is a door, there has to be a transition. And nearly every door, not always, but doors almost always will have locks. And so we're going to talk for just a minute about how the doors of transitions are unlocked as we move forward. That's the necessity of every transition is understanding how to unlock the doors that are coming before us. Okay, you ready? Here's, here's, what, here's what I want to say to you, first of all. And, and I'm going to give you three thoughts. And let me just give them to you and then I'll talk to you about them. Prayer unlocks the heavenly move on earth in our now moments. Prayer unlocks, gives us the ability to transition through the door and brings about a heavenly move on earth in our now moments. So when we pray, Heaven begins to touch earth. Heaven begins to move on earth and, and begins to unlock the door of transition. So prayer is vital as we move to this next place. As we transition from where we are to where we are going, prayer is vitally important. Prayer unlocks a heavenly move on earth in our now moments. So you got to be people of prayer. Prayer has to be the key aspect of your life right now. Take extra time to communicate with God in transition moments like we're in. The third, the second thing is this. Then God unlocks the doors 
of exit and directs to the path we are going to walk on in this transition time. So prayer brings about a heavenly move and points us towards a change from our now. Then God unlocks the door and we exit out of one place and he directs us to the path where we leads us where he leads us to the next place. So as you pray, heaven opens up and God begins to move. See, prayer opens up the heavenlies and it brings about that. Notice Peter was in prison. The church was praying. Prayer caused a heavenly move in Peter's now. Okay, then God unlocks the doors where we exit out and he directs us to the path where we are going to walk in these transition times. We see all of that in Peter's life. So now Peter, God begins to unlock the doors and points him on the path and says, there's where you're going. Follow me. Let's walk. And then, now watch this, because this is the third aspect and it's very important. Prayer unlocks a heavenly move on earth. God unlocks our doors of exit and directs us to the path we're going to walk on. And then we unlock the door of access or entrance into our future. How do we do that? By having faith. Faith to follow God's transitions. Amen. See, there's a necessity of every transition. First of all, as we see those times coming, we pray so that the heavens open. There's a heavenly move in our now moment. Then as we have prayed and we have the peace of God and our, we, we are now in a place of communication with God, God unlocks the doors of our exit and directs us to the path of our next movement. And then as we are moving forward, we unlock the door of access and entrance into the future by faith. So now we have to take steps of faith. Peter, after the angel left, had to go back to the church where they were praying, the house where they were praying and knock on that door. And Rhoda had to recognize him. And even though she ran off, she had to come back and open the door. And those were acts of faith. Faith provides the way of entrance and access into your future. So prayer brings heaven alive in your now. Looking to God opens the doors of exit, points us on the right path, and then faith opens the door, unlocks the door of entrance into the future. And so that's the three aspects of transition that you and I need to grab hold of and be looking for those moments in this transition period. Be, be, be looking uh, for these moments. Be ready. Be prayerful. Be watching for what God is unlocking, the doors and the paths that he's leading us on. And then be ready to use faith to unlock the doors of access and entrance that are in front of you. Here And in transition will always be filled with some things. It's going to be filled with struggle. Struggle is a transitional concept. All struggle is transitional. Because struggle means you're leaving something and moving to something else. Or at least there's the opportunity for that. 
So struggle is a transitional concept. So, so when the gospel goes to the Gentiles through Peter in Acts 10 and 11, there's struggle that follows that because struggle is transitional. Peter struggles with the idea of going to the Gentiles because he's a Jewish man and that's not, not acceptable for him. Struggle is a transitional concept. So when you feel yourself struggling right now in these moments, understand it's a part of transition. There's a battle going on. But that doesn't mean you're losing. It means you're clarifying your next step because struggle is a transitional concept. I already mentioned the other two. Prayer is a transitional concept. You, you cannot transition properly in any aspect of life as a believer if you are not praying. Prayer is transitional because you never leave prayer the same. Let me, let me say that again. Prayer is transitional because you and me, we never leave moments of prayer the same. We, we may not always have answers like we wanted, but we never leave the moments of prayer the same way as we entered them because prayer is transitional. When they asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, he said, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You, you hear the transition. Jesus teaches transitional prayer. Prayer is a transitional concept. So if we are coming up against transition moments, we need to be praying. There's going to be struggle. That's a transitional concept. And prayer is transitional. So we need to be praying our way through these moments. So apply this in your ministry, in your family, on your job, and in, in when you're in public as a church, we got to apply this. And the third thing is faith is a transition concept. Because again, faith never remains the same. Faith is either increasing or faith is receding. Meaning faith is either going forward or faith, because if, if you fail to believe, if you try to stop right where you are, you're not going forward. You're not progressing. You're regressing. Because here's the thing about faith. Every act is an act of faith. And every belief is a belief of faith. It, it, now, let me see if I can clean that up a little bit. People say, well, I, I can't have faith in a God I can't see but they have faith in things they don't see or understand all the time. The greatest example of that that I, I can use when someone says, well, I can't have faith in a God that I can't see. But yet you drive in cars that you didn't see somebody put them together unless you're the type of person to build your own car from scratch. You didn't see them put it together. You're having faith that everything was put together right. Everything's going to run just right. And you're not going to be driving down the road and all of a sudden everything just start falling off of your vehicle. You didn't see them putting it together. You just believe they did. That your experience has taught you enough to know that it's sound. And so faith is transitional. So faith is either progressing or faith is you're either putting faith in God and growing closer to him or you're putting faith in other things and you're regressing from your walk with the Lord. So faith is movement. Amen. I hope you can latch hold of that with me tonight. 
faith is movement. If you, if you get that, put that in the comments for me right now. Put faith is movement because it is. Faith is not stagnant. Faith is not just the, to be the same. Will. Faith is not saying, boy, I hope we can get back to being church like we've always been. That's not faith. I want to be the church God wants us to be tomorrow and the next day. And if that looks different, then we're going to keep moving. We're going to keep going. My faith is in God and my faith is in the fact that he has a future for me. Thank you. I see you now. I know you're a little bit behind me. So faith is movement. So let's prepare to move. It's moving day. That's what transition means. Okay. And so I noticed this about Peter in Acts 12. I, I noticed that Peter transitions from being bound to being limited to becoming aware to being free and to being connected. I want you to think about that. Here he is in prison. He's bound. But he wasn't going to stay there. So the angel appears to him. And when the angel appears to him, he was bound. And when then the angel looses him, but he's still limited because he's still behind doors. Okay, so you see the transition? He goes from being bound to now he's free but limited. Okay? And then as he goes through the doors, the angel leads him through the doors then the, the word says all of a sudden he becomes aware. This is really happening. So he, he transitions from being bound to being limited to becoming aware of what God is doing. And then the fourth thing that happens to Peter is once he becomes aware of what he is doing, then, then the next thing that begins to happen to him is he realizes I'm free. I don't have to be fearful or anxious or worried anymore. I'm free. I'm outside of the prison. I'm, I'm outside of my chains. I'm no longer bound. I'm not living under the sentence that I was living under. And then the last transition that took place in the story was he was connected back to his brothers and sisters. So all along the way, there is transition. So in order for God to get Peter to the place of reconnecting with the church so they can become powerful and move forward, there is a process of transition. And all along the way, prayer had brought a heavenly move. Okay? And then doors were unlocked by God that man couldn't unlock. The path was revealed to him. And then he had to step through by faith and unlock the doors of access into his future. And so I think this is speaking to us. So I think we need to, we need to grab hold of this. This I believe is what God is going to be asking of us as we begin to transition and move forward. So get yourself ready. If you remain the same, you stagnant. You become stagnant. You stagnate. We waste. We succumb to the enemy. We end up. Dead. So we're not staying the same. Transitions equal movement. We are going from something to something. Faith is movement. Transitions is God taking us from something to something. Okay. Second thing I'm going to talk to you about tonight is this. After you understand there's a necessity of transition and, and we have to meet it face on, head on. We, we have to meet it with faith. We have to be ready to do what God calls us to do. And he may call us to some uncomfortable things as we move forward. I'm ready for transition. 
Second thing is this. Don't trip over your transition. Don't trip over your transition. Don't, don't let this change trip you up or throw you off. Don't trip. When it's time for a transition, God will give you a go. But if you'll walk with him, God will also give you a sure footing. So don't turn away from him, turn to him. I've seen a lot of people that God begins to transition in their life. Maybe they're in trouble and God begins to deliver them. Or maybe things are difficult and struggling. Thank you, Mark. See, I was trying to not say that because, uh, you know, but but yeah, don't be tripping. That's what that's where I was trying to go with it. So they you can you can get so I, I've seen people as they they come out of something, they pray and God delivers them and God does a great work in their life and God frees them. And then what do they do? They trip over their transition. And instead of drawing nearer to God, they get all hung up on the process and this and that, and they end up going their own way. They, they trip over their transition. So I don't want you to, Rhoda almost did that. Rhoda almost tripped over the transition. She heard a voice. She recognized Peter, but she said, hey, hey, she ran back. And they, and they all said, no, it's not Peter. It must be his ghost. They, they almost missed what God was really up to. So don't trip over your transitions. Don't sleep through your go times. Peter woke up when the angel woke him up. He, he, he wasn't so distraught that he couldn't hear God in his difficult moment. Don't sleep through your go. Isaiah 60 and one says, arise and shine. Okay, don't, don't sleep through your go. Peter in the garden slept through the Lord saying to him, watch and pray. This time he learned, I need to wake up when, the, when this angel speaks to me. I need to hear the voice of God in this. Don't get stuck in your past. This is how you trip over your transitions. You sleep through your go. She, she sleep she you can sleep through your go if you're not careful so don't do that that's how you trip over a transition the next thing is don't get stuck in your past Moses Peter Paul all had the opportunities to get stuck in their past and they would have tripped over their transitions Moses almost missed becoming the great deliverer God had called him to be because he was stuck in his past. Thankfully, God pulled him beyond that. Paul would have been the same way. And then don't trip over your now. So don't get stuck in your past, but also don't trip over your now. Don't let what's happening right now cause you to misstep, to miss God. Don't sleep through your go. Don't get stuck in your past. Don't trip over your now. And the last thing I'll say about not tripping over your transition, don't ever give up on your future. Keep knocking. Peter kept knocking on the door. When she didn't answer, he kept knocking. Okay, Matthew 7 and 7, Jesus teaching the Sermon on the Mount. He says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. Luke chapter 18, the story of the persistent widow that kept knocking, kept asking for help. Don't give up on your future. There is a transition for us. God's changing some things. It's going to look different. It's going to feel different. But don't give up on the future. God's got a great plan ahead of you. And the last thing that I'm going to talk to you out of this story 
about a little bit is this. And that is, there is always freedom during transition. There's always freedom during transition for people of God, for people of faith, for believers. So the first thing you have to do is you have to let go. Got to open your hands. What God is going to lead us to is greater than what God has taken us out of. What God has for us in the future is greater than what God did for us in the past. Amen. There's freedom during transitions because you realize if God's got a plan for me, then God's plans are not plans that are going to be less than what he has done. God always does more. He always reveals more. You can find that concept throughout scripture. The revelation of God is always more. The revelation grows. Our understanding of him grows. So the transition that he's taking us on is towards more. So don't don't miss this. Let go. Open your hands. Let God take control of this moment. And then move into God's word. Move into God's word. Lean into God's word. Find out what God is saying. Find out what God is doing. Begin to press forward. Move in. That's the freedom during transition. Transition gives us the opportunity to move into God's word and see what he's up to. And then transition gives you the freedom to find yourself. Find yourself in new places. Gather your bearings. The story said, the scripture I read to you said, Peter finally came to his senses. He found himself again. He gathered his bearings. He was in a new place, but there was freedom in this transition. He finally came to himself. Right now, find yourself. And the best place to find yourself is in God's will and God's word. So let go. Get in the word. Be people of prayer. Take faith steps and find yourself. Gather your bearings. And the last thing is this. And then reconnect to your passion. You have the freedom during transition to reconnect to your passion. Right now, you and I have the opportunity to reconnect to what is supposed to be our passion for God. You remember part of our go is to go after God. Be passionate. So right now in this transition, Find your passion. Reconnect to what God is calling you to do. Reconnect to your family. Be passionate about your family, your friends. Be passionate about the church. Be passionate about your ministry. Be passionate. Let's begin to move forward. Let's begin to define, allow God to define this transition for us. And whatever comes on the horizon, we're not measuring transition by days. We're not measuring transition by what it's going to look like over the next few weeks. We're measuring our transition moments by where God is taking us and by what God is doing and by the freedom we're receiving, the peace that we have, 
the fact that we're, we're finding sure footing in this moment. And we're not just jumping on board and running to do something because it's what everybody else is doing. We're going to find God's plan, God's purpose, and we're going to see what God is going to do among us. So the word last week was opportunities and they're rising. This week, transitions will occur. So let's get ready and let's see what God's going to do. Begin to refocus. Begin to refocus about what God is going to do as we begin to move forward. Begin to ask fresh and new. God, what are you calling me? What are you desiring me of me? What are you wanting me to say to my family and friends? What are you calling me to be a part of? How are you asking me to engage in this moment? And let's begin to start the transition right there in prayer for that heavenly move to see God unlock the doors in front of us. And then we walk through by faith, have access and entrance into our prepared future. I, I, I hope this will strike something in you and I hope you'll watch this maybe again. I think the more you would hear this, maybe the more that'll come alive in your heart and life. We're going to pray.